Hey there, welcome to The Shalene Show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, we are talking about introverts and extroverts, which we've talked about on this show before, but it's a little different today because I think all of us have learned a little bit about where we fall on that scale and how differently the pandemic has impacted our energy. I'm sure you've been seeing all of the memes about how this is just the idyllic time for introverts. Okay, I've collected a few of my favorites. Let me read these to you. Daniel Howell says, social distancing, please. I've been training for this pandemic my entire life. Introverts, rise up. We are finally valid. Britt Burnett said, the hardest introvert thing right now is getting yourself off of a lengthy Zoom when your friends know you have nowhere else to go. Randy Rainbow said, with all the social distancing and takeout food, my life is about to be dramatically the same. <laughs> uh, Jen Graneman said, introverts, colon, flattening the curve since forever. Here's another one. Oh, now everyone wants to know what introverts do for fun. <laughs> Sarah Sarah Carp said, Oh, I really need all of this time for social distancing to prepare myself for all the quote, yeah, we should get together once this is all over plans that I've agreed to. That's hysterical. Here's another one. My favorite part of social isolation is that I no longer have to think of excuses why I can't come to your party. Biggest wake up call of the pandemic, introverts realizing they've been in quarantine <laughs> for 15 years or more. Okay, then I tried to find some funny memes for extroverts, but they're not funny. They're all just really sad. Like, most of them are just pictures, like a picture of a person sitting on a couch looking blankly off into the distance like they're about to cry, and it just says extroverts during quarantine. I think it's really true. And, you know, there are a lot of memes about it. We've been joking around about it. And I know many of the introverts, we assume all introverts are really happy about this, but the truth is not necessarily so. And it's not a joke for some. People with certain psychological characteristics, I mean, all of us have psychological characteristics that make us more vulnerable or more triggered or more uncomfortable in certain situations. And there's just no way around it that extroverts are probably the most uncomfortable and the most vulnerable right now during this whole lockdown. How we adjust to isolation, to a life that's been shrunk down to the confines of your home, to uncertainty, to dramatic change, to the amount of people that were around is really important. And frankly, I think we've been doing a little too much generalizing. I think the assumption is that all introverts are thriving and that all extroverts are dying. And that might be true for some, but for most of us, it's more complicated than that. I should also mention that there is such thing as an ambivert, right? Most of us are probably somewhere on the spectrum. You're not fully introverted or fully extroverted. Most of us are somewhere in between. And certain circumstances can make us feel more introverted or more extroverted. I have coined the term for myself, outgoing introvert. That means I tend to get more energy. I need a lot of alone time. I need a lot of 
time to think and talk to myself and be alone. I need I need not just people not around me. I need like silence. However, when I'm around people, I really get into it and I'm really outgoing and I like to be the person who's keeping people talking and asking the questions and I want to get to know people and I'm not afraid of a big crowd. I like a party. I don't mind being the center of attention, but those kinds of things I can only do in pretty small doses. And there are certain groups or certain types of social settings that I I cannot do. I literally feel like I'm dying if I'm with a group of phony people. You know the type, y'all. Or like where it's maybe it's not phony people. Maybe it's just like a group of people. No one is really like being real and everyone's like pretending or being pretentious or making everyone's making small talk or everyone's trying to impress each other. I, oh, I'd rather barf. Or where people are like fighting for attention. Like if you're in a group of a bunch of alpha males or alpha females and there's just like a group of them collected, I can't. Like, shoot me in the head. I cannot. I just, ugh. So, <laughs> but if you put me in a group of the right kind of people, people who are authentic and real and are willing to go there or just don't need to impress you or prove themselves to you, like, that doesn't drain me. So for many introverts, you know, we like to retreat to our home space. That's where we have control over our schedule. It's where we can have control over our routine. It's where we get to decide who we want to be with and how we want to be with them. We get to control the volume level in our homes. And frankly, introverts and extroverts have lost the ability to turn up or turn down whatever it is that they get energy from. So for me, in order for me to get energy, I have to turn down my social interaction, but I don't have that choice right now. As you, you know, I mean, I've been talking about like what like home life is like here in the Johnson home, and there's a lot of people. Even my own husband, because I'm an introvert there every single day before the pandemic, I could count on like three or four hours where I could do my introvert thing. I could be quiet and I could think and I could process and I could daydream and I could create and I can't do that. Not only that, I have my daughter and my son and their significant others here too. And I love them, love them all. But there's kind of always someone here. So for me, I've really had to figure out how to find that time, even when people are here, and it's possible. But I do think without question, this situation is probably much easier on introverts than it is extroverts. I have heard from so many of you who've said, I I don't want this to end. I love it. I love it so much. I don't have to, you know, all the memes I read in the beginning, but true introverts are like, This is kind of how my life always is, and so I really am enjoying it, and I don't have to make up all of the reasons why I don't have to go out and meet people, Uh, those who are often inviting me to go to coffee or to do social things. like I don't have all that associated guilt that I normally do trying to figure out a reason why I I like you. I like you a lot, but I just don't want to get together really with anyone. I mean, that's an extreme introvert, but some of us are extreme introverts. I'm pretty far on that extreme side. I really am. I I mean, when I do get together with people, it's pretty rare. I'm a homebody. 
So I want to talk about my extroverts because I, I do think y'all are struggling and that struggle is very real and it is really hard for you to, you can't like sneak away and socially, I mean, I guess you could, but for an introvert, you can, you can sneak away and find your alone time. You can go outside. But for an extrovert, it's that social interaction, the physical touch, that thing that you get that gives you energy, unless you've got a lot of people in your home. And I don't know even if that is the same for you, because I think for most extroverts, you need kind of new people around you a lot of the time, too. I asked my friend Brooke, Brooke Power, she's our VP here at Team Johnson, and we've also been friends for, I don't know, 30 plus years, forever. She is the truest extrovert I have ever met in my entire life. Brooke is the life of the party. She genuinely loves people. You know, when they say a rolling stone collects no moss, like on Snapchat, I can see where my friends are. And this girl is, when we're not at work, (laughs) on Snapchat, her location, she is all over the state. She moved to Southern California like three years ago, and she knows more restaurants, more bars, more shopping locations, more establishments, more businesses, and more people than I know. And I've lived here for 25 years. She's like the mayor of Orange County. And again, she's only been here for two, maybe two and a half years, I think. So she's an extrovert. In the truest sense, you can call her at 9.30 at night on a Thursday and say, hey, I'm having a small group of people over. You want to come over? Now, for me, that would make my skin crawl. I would be like, no, I'm already in my sweatpants uniform. My bun is on top of my head. I need a lot more notice to be prepared mentally to spend time with anyone other than me. Do you know what I mean? Introverts, you understand. Extroverts are like, what? Huh? But anyways, you can call her and say that and she'll be like, okay, I'll be right over. And she'll just throw on an outfit and zip on over. If she's like, if there's going to be people there in conversation to be had, I'm on my way. Now, I've seen Brooke like three times since this all started at our office. Like our office is obviously closed down, but there's been what we've been doing when we do our coaching for our marketing impact students is we, we do that in our office. It's just like, I don't know, it's We can count on it being more quiet. Our office is empty, and it's like a block from Brooke's home. So Brooke has been meeting us there when we've been doing our coaching sessions. And, you know, we practice social distancing. She wears a mask and gloves. When she comes into the office, we don't hug, and we we sit some distance apart. And I know that's, that's really hard for her. And my point is, I can see when we've had these brief interactions, like how she's like, oh! a person, people, you know what I mean? Like I can just see how excited she is. And it's funny for me when I see people outside of my home during this quarantine, I'm like, oh, all right, everybody simmer down. Remember, we're not supposed to be doing this. Don't get too excited, okay? We're not supposed to be doing this. Even though, I mean, we are practicing social distancing, but like that's just my mindset and I can tell that's her mindset. And she has shared with me, opened up with me that it this is really, really hard for her. What is difficult for me being an extrovert type of person who really fuels herself by being around individuals and other people and having face-to-face conversations and just 
being part of a social environment is just that. It's completely ripped away from you. You can't get it from a Zoom call. You can't get it from an app. And honestly, you can't even get it standing six foot away from somebody. Having that kind of engagement where you're really getting to know somebody or learning something about somebody and actually physically having some sort of engagement. If it's a touch, if it's a hug, it's just, you know, eye contact. That is something that fuels me and I am eternally curious about people and I could spend all day, every day, you know, just engaging with people like that. Now in this shelter in place environment, it makes for a very difficult existence. I mean, I'm adapting, but it's difficult. My name's Stephanie. I am completely extroverted. I'm a hairdresser, I'm a hair colorist. This has been so weird to not be able to, to see and touch people. I literally, I've realized that it's part of like my purpose in life to give people hugs. You know, it's a simple thing, but to not be able to do it, I've, I feel like I'm starving of my needs. You know, like I need to touch people. It's so weird. But yeah, I've just been, I've been alone for five weeks and it's just the weirdest thing that I've ever experienced. I'm, I try to FaceTime and, you know, connect with people as much as I can, but I definitely have slumped into a depression over it because it's just horrible. Wow. I mean, that's pretty serious. She literally said, I feel like I've slipped into a depression. Before recording this show, I checked in with friend of the show, Dr. Michaela Sarno, and asked her, so what are you hearing from the clients that you're seeing? And she shared with me that many of her new clients, because she's obviously not seeing people in person, she's doing Zoom consultations. Many of her new clients are people who are experiencing feelings they've never felt before. And the majority of them are people who were very busy, very extroverted, always on the go, always with other people, and rarely by themselves. And this has created a compound issue for them. Number one, they're not getting that energy fix. They're not getting that thing that makes them feel alive, that keeps them focused, that keeps them engaged and happy and balances their energy. And number two, it leaves an abundance of time to think about yourself to face your fears, the things that you do and don't love about your life. You're practically forced to look inward. And when we do that, it can be very painful. It can create anxiety and depression that may be unrelated to the fact that you're not around people and more so a result of being face-to-face with demons from your past, unresolved traumas, or pieces of your past that your busyness and social life have provided a very effective distraction. So let me start with the most important and the most serious advice that I have for my extroverts and perhaps my introverts who are struggling, and that is you don't need to struggle unnecessarily. If you had a toothache right now and it was causing you pain, you would call your dentist Why are we so reluctant to book a session with a therapist just to help us sort through these things? 
when I've polled my audience to find out why they know they need to or should talk to someone, and I polled them to find out, so what is it that prevents you from doing that? Here are the top reasons. Number one, people said cost. Well, I don't understand that. I do understand that there are times in our lives where there is no extra spending. We have to prioritize what matters most, right? And I know for many people, especially right now, money is hella tight and you do have to prioritize it. I just, what, what I don't understand is how we're not prioritizing our mental health. I can't think of anything more important to your family, to you, to your future, to your potential, to getting out of debt. If somebody is really struggling financially, I guarantee, I guarantee that part of that has to do with beliefs you have about yourself, self-limiting beliefs. I don't know anyone who's done the right type of therapy that doesn't end up believing in themselves, believing in their ability to do more, believing in their their worth, and that equates to more money. I don't understand the thinking of spending a couple of hundred dollars on an outfit or a nice purse or, or whatever, but you wouldn't spend that on something that could completely transform your life and make you feel better. I don't understand that. Number two reason was just fear of a diagnosis. I was kind of surprised by that. I think many people assume that they might be uh, diagnosed with something that is associated with a stigma or that if therapist tells them they're depressed, then that means it's, it's a real thing. But with any type of mental health diagnosis, any diagnosis is, isn't something you have to hold on to for the rest of your life. Just as with any other health-related issue, once you have a diagnosis, then you know how to combat it. You know how to fix it. You know how to, how to recover, how to get healthy. Another common reason people said that they fear going to therapy is that they will be judged that they'll be judged by their coworkers or their therapist or their friends or just themselves. Additional reasons were a fear of confronting the issue. Like, I don't want to open up that can of worms. Like, I've been managing so far. I'm alive, so therefore I've been managing. And if I, if I go deep, I don't know if how I'm going to handle that. It's the unknown. It's the scary thing that you've been able to push down for years and years and years. And, and I've been able to, you know, keep my life together and I've been able to manage. And so if I, if I open up this can of worms, I don't know if I can manage that. I don't know if I can face that. I don't know if I can confront that issue. But these issues don't resolve themselves. And you've been managing, but how? By treading water for years? By trying to constantly push down this buoyant beach ball and have it pop up through the water when you can't hold it down any further. And you've just been doing that all of your life. Why not just resolve these things permanently, which you can do with the right therapist? Those were some of the reasons why people fear therapy. But I just want to start there and say, listen, never has therapy been more affordable. I'm going to put a couple of resources in our show notes for you. There are countless therapists. In fact, one of my most recent posts on Instagram, you'll see I'm wearing a shirt that says going to therapy is cool. And under it, I asked therapists to just reach out and tell us a little bit about what you do. And that way, my lifers could connect there. That's one way you can find new people. You can, you can look on Yelp. You can ask for recommendations of, from friends. I don't think that's always the best way because I don't know that I want to go see 
if I'm going to be completely open with your therapist, if we're best friends, do you know what I'm saying? So, and I, I just don't know if people are like, oh, hey, hi, how are you? Do you, do you happen to know a good therapist? Unless you know of a friend who's gone to therapy and you could ask them. But I also believe that therapy is like finding the right date or friend almost. What works for one person in terms of a therapist is different than what might work for you. I need a very different type of therapist than what Sierra responds to or than even what Brett responds to. So I think that's really important too. And also for those of you who have gone to therapy, but these things keep coming up or you think you've done some kind of coaching, <laughs> it's not like you go to the gym once and you're like, yeah, I, I, you know, actually I did go to the gym once, so I'm not sure why I'm struggling right now. It's not something you have to do for the rest of your life, but you should check in, why not, periodically for the rest of your life. These issues come up and sometimes they don't come up until there's a new situation like a pandemic. So even if you have said to others and to yourself, well, I've done therapy, but if issues are still coming up, if you are forever finding yourself struggling on a regular basis with thoughts, with anxiety, with depression, with sadness, with anger, with any of these emotions, and you're struggling with them, y'all get yourself back into therapy. All right. That's the, that's the, that's the biggest one. That's the one that's like, okay. If you don't want to waste time with this and you really want to address it and address it once and for all, there's your answer. It's no surprise that people are searching for something they can take to help them relieve the anxiety. And you've probably heard that alcohol sales are between 50 to 60% higher than they've been normally. And, and that's with all the bars being closed. So are THC and CBD sales. I think that's in large part because people are searching for kind of a healthy, alternative to calming their anxiety other than SSRIs, you know, like antidepressants, etc. And many people are looking to CBD, especially CBD that doesn't have THC. So THC, as you probably know, is the ingredient that gives you that high. But there are, and there are CBDs out there that have THC in them. And there are CBDs that have no THC. That's called an isolate. And that's one of the companies that I highly recommend after doing my research is My Soul CBD. So if that's something you're interested in giving it a try, seeing if it works for you, that's a company I would recommend because they are an isolate, which means their products contain zero THC and they are also third-party lab tested. Now that's huge because not all CBD products are created equal. I don't care what someone else tells you. If it's not third-party lab tested, you really don't know what you're getting. My Soul CBD is USA grown. It's organically farmed. That makes a difference. Their founders, Mike and Angie, brother and sister, I think this is so cool, each turned to CBD to help with their own individual challenges. Like Angie has suffered from anxiety for years and her brother is an MMA fighter who dealt with joint pain and anxiety and inflammation and issues with sleeping. And so that's why it was important for them to find the highest quality ingredients. I can tell you that you can add CBD oil. They have flavorless versions as well. So you can add CBD to just about anything. You can put a few drops under your tongue. You can add it to your tea or your coffee or even your water. I mean, why not try a healthier alternative if it could provide you with some relief? I personally love the their new gummies. So 
They're little gummy squares that allow you to take just the right dosage and they taste delicious. They have a new one. I think it's called Coconut Vanilla, which I really think they need to rename it Pina Colada because that's what it tastes like. But they have strawberry. They have orange. I love the orange ones. Sierra does not. Sierra likes the Coconut Vanilla. And I also, I mean, I take a bunch of their products, a couple of which I'm not going to mention because I know they're currently sold out. But you should check them out for yourself. It's My Soul CBD. And when you enter the code LIFER, you get 20% off. Okay? So you have to use that code LIFER. Don't forget it. My Soul CBD. And that might be an all natural option to help you deal with anxiety. And that's not just for introverts or extroverts. That's just for anyone. It might not just be anxiety. It might be inflammation or joint pain that CBD will give you some relief from. Now, let's talk about some other things you could do to provide relief for my extroverts. Now, I know these things may not be a substitute for touching, feeling, and engaging with not just strangers, but smaller groups of people, but they will help to improve your energy. So number one, you need real conversations. You want to connect with people. You at least want to hear people. And that's why it's really important you just pick up your phone and call someone. It actually would help to schedule these calls. You might do a group call where you're calling someone then patching another person in. But if you assume that everyone else is busy and that they don't want to talk on the phone, you're making an assumption that is to your detriment. Don't wait until you're feeling so low that depression sets in. Be proactive. Schedule phone calls. Schedule Zooms that aren't about work. Zooms that are social, where you can actually connect with people. And sometimes Zooms can be very exhausting for introverts. So what you can do if you're an extrovert scheduling one of these calls with an introvert is you just tell them, let's just set up the Zoom or set up the Skype or set up the FaceTime. And we started off by whatever face-to-face conversation. And then you can put the phone down and we can go about our business. Like I can put the phone down. I don't have to be holding it up in front of my face and I can be doing like little things. I can be organizing my closet and we're still talking and connecting. And then you come back to the phone and reconnect face to face and then go off and do. It's almost like there's somebody else in the room with you, but you don't have to just like sit there and hold the phone and, you know, hold it up so that you can see each other's faces the entire time. But you're still it's like being together. One thing I've learned in my study of extroverts and that I'm married to one is that most extroverts just need stimulation. It's not even just people stimulation. They just need, they need things to look at. They need things to do and they need to get outside. Extroverts really thrive when they have a certain amount of stimulus. So that means going for a bike ride. That means taking a walk every day with your dog. Hi, Shalene. My name is Carol, and I am a total extrovert, and I'm single and live alone. This quarantine is making me crazy. I do get out and walk. I live up in the San Francisco Bay Area, so I walk around a lot, and I practically accost people when they have their dogs to let me pet their dogs or just some sort of interaction with people, and I really miss wearing my sparkly shoes to the office. I cannot wait to get back into society. It's funny, when I take walks here in our neighborhood, I encounter the sparkly-shoed carols of the world. I can just tell. They're like, you can see their eyes light up because I'm walking towards them with my dogs. And 
They'll be doing their best to practice social distancing, walking on the other side of the road, wearing a mask, but I can still see their eyes. And I see their eyes get really big and they're trying like desperately to make eye contact with me, like to smile with their eyes, which is really hard for extroverts too. But I can feel it. I can feel that like magnet that extroverts have where they're trying to draw you in and draw you across the street and like get your attention with their their eyes or their eye contact. And I'll engage and say like, hello, you know, wave and be friendly. And I try to gauge that person's energy to see like, do they want me to stop? Because you can still social distance and have conversations with people on the street. You certainly can. But I think you have to read people's body language because I've also seen the opposite where I'm walking on one side of the street. I've got a neighbor walking on the opposite side of the street and she's all geared up. She's got gloves on and a mask on and a hood and a sign that says, get away from me. And just, you know, as I'm walking on my side of the street, which is, what, 20 feet away, you'll see them like move even further away. You're like, okay, simmer simmer down now. Like I'm not going to cough. First of all, I have a mask on too. So calm down, everybody. So you have to pay attention to people's energy. But I have been very aware of the extroverts who are out and about. And those are the ones who are wa- I'm noticing on my own street that they're, they're walking their dog like four and five times a day. Dogs are getting super lean because they want that interaction. And it's not just the people interaction. It's stimulus. Extroverts schedule time every day, maybe a couple times a day, to take a walk in a place where you might see other people or you might just see interesting, beautiful things that stimulate your energy. All of us need to understand that we do have a degree of control in this, that we don't just have to feel like victims and to feel sorry for ourselves because doing so makes matters worse. Be aware of what makes you feel a little better. I know you can't go to a concert right now or a big social gathering, but there are other things you can do which stimulate your brain. Extroverts need external stimulation. They love it. They thrive with it. Activities, not just social activities. There are countless Zooms going on right now where you can connect with people around the world and not just talk, but do a group lesson. My son and his girlfriend have been taking cooking lessons on Zoom Not only did they recently learn how to make Italian pizza from scratch, but they got to meet the Italian hosts of the show, some other chefs, families, and people who showed up from all over the world for these really cool cooking lessons. I'll get the link from Brock and put it in our show notes. But there are other things you can do, like a group art lesson, a group personal training session. There are other ways to keep your mind active and stimulate your creativity. I hope this has been helpful to you, introverts. I feel you. I understand if there's a lot of people in your house and right now you just cannot or you feel like you cannot find your alone time. But the truth is we can. We just need to be more resourceful. And that's why I've devoted the majority of the show to our friends who are the extroverts. Maybe it's the person you're married to who's an extrovert or maybe it's you. But to my friends who are introverts, we can figure this out. You can sneak into your closet. I've done it. I've locked myself in my bedroom, put a note on the door. It, it's possible. It's, it is much easier for us right now to do so than our extroverted friends. So let's help each other out. Let's understand the needs of each other. Share this episode, please, with everyone you know, because they're going to fall into one of those two categories, and we can help each other by understanding each other. Listen, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.